Well, hello guys and welcome to Creating Bliss, the podcast where we talk about different ways to create bliss in your life. My name is Dorothy and welcome, 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 welcome. So if you are here kind of from my social medias, you already know who I am, but let's say you've stumbled upon this podcast by accident, then let's kind of do a little introduction as to who I am and what I'm about. So I am a digital content creator. Uh, One could say I'm a very terrible digital content creator and I am a poet as well. So that's kind of like my thing. I have been making YouTube videos for like a year, two years now, um, very inconsistently and very kind of like sporadically. I basically on my YouTube channel um, make political social justice type videos where I talk about different issues pertaining to the world we live in uh, whether they be to do with race gender sexuality all kinds of bits and bobs I've kind of trickled off making that content a little bit um just because it's very kind of draining to constantly be politically on it and be churning out political content. I feel like um, people don't appreciate that kind of aspect of making social justice warrior type content, one could say. And um, a big motto that I've always lived by is that sometimes being carefree and black is an act of revolution in itself. And thus this podcast is born. I am a big fan of lifestyle content, whether that be lifestyle kind of videos or lifestyle podcasts. That's mostly the content that I would say that I consume the most. And kind of I wanted to be able to make that kind of content myself and do that kind of fun stuff. So that's kind of what this podcast will be all about. It will be about creating lifestyle content. And I know you're probably asking yourself why creating bliss. Um... My mum and people around me have always challenged me to kind of be creating positive changes in my life so that I'm a more positive and happy person. And in that, I've kind of developed that myself and I kind of try to ask myself daily, what am I doing to create bliss in my own life? And that's what this podcast is about. It's about challenging myself and yourself to ask ourselves constantly, what are we doing to create bliss in our own lives and in our situations, in our mental health, in our physical spaces, in our d- digital spaces, just in our lives, what are we doing to create bliss? And that's kind of what I hope you'll join this journey to kind of ask yourself and kind of, I don't know, to kind of just be here with me and so we can do this. I've really got very little kind of structure at the moment. It's very kind of like trial and error, I think, is going to be the best way to do it for the first couple of episodes. Um, I've got episodes kind of planned and coming up, and I really hope that you guys are down for it. So let's just kind of start with this very first podcast so we can kind of stop my rambling, stop my waffling, and kind of just get into the nitty gritty. Okay, so let's kind of just talk a little bit, guys. This first episode as kind of a new beginning. You know, it is the new beginning of this podcast is going to be concerned with the idea of new year, new me. It is new year season, in case you were unaware. And new year season is kind of when everybody tries to get back on that bullshit of new year, new me. And that sounds quite negative. 
but I am on that bullshit this year. I have never quite been one to buy into the new year, new me thing. I think it's a capitalist ploy created by the organic food market and the gym market to try and boost their sales. But leaving that cynicism behind, I'm kind of wanting to start that this year. I'm doing it mostly because 2018 was a very slow year for me. Um, There were lots of downs in 2018 and I think I spent a lot of time being very miserable in 2018. That was not to say that good things weren't happening in the background of that miserable mindset of mine. But it was really difficult to overcome a lot of things. And so to kind of combat that this year, I've kind of bought into the capitalist ploy of new here, new me. And this is what I wanted this first podcast to be about, because I want to be accountable for these changes that I'm planning on making this year. And I feel like if I include you guys in it, I'm more accountable for those um, decisions that I'm actively making this year. So that is what this first podcast is all about. And yeah, so I've split this podcast into two separate sections. Um, I split it into the reset section and I split it into the restart section. And I know that they mean very, very similar things and it's probably a faux pas on my part to use two very similar um, figures of speech. But the reset section is all about reflecting um, and like clearing the slate a little bit that's what the reset section is about and the restart section about is more about like how to restart your life again how to start new things and implement new support systems that will help you restart a good life so that's kind of what I've taken to mean and I kind of hope that makes sense to you guys so that we can kind of have a discussion about resetting and restarting lives so In my mind, we'll start with the reset because that's the best place to start. And in my thinking, I think there are three essential resets to do. There's a physical reset, a mental reset and a digital reset. The digital reset is kind of mostly if you are a digital person, but you can even do the little things in your digital space just to kind of reset. And The way I did it is that the first reset that I think is imperative to do is the mental reset. Just because I don't have the capacity to do a physical and a digital reset, if my mental kind of space is still really clogged and cluttered. To do my mental reset, I used um, Michelle B, who is a productivity and lifestyle YouTuber. Uh, She's very good at this kind of like having her shit together and that's kind of what I aspire to be so using her um, video on how to plan your dream year I took the three kind of suggestions she had for mental reflection of 2018 and I kind of did a goodbye to 2018 summary to do this I asked myself three different questions the first one is what are you thankful for in 2018 the second is what were your wins this year and the third is what lessons have you learned so sitting down um what was I thankful for I sat down and thought about the year as a whole what was I grateful for so the things that I was thankful for included things like I went to Paris in March and I got to see one of my best friends that I hadn't seen in eight years since she moved to the US but we met up in Paris with our other best friend and we just spent four days catching up and like 
actually being together which was so different from kind of like facetiming her and texting her um because like she was real and she was there and we were so present in that moment that i was so thankful for that experience um it was also the first time that i traveled by myself like i got on the plane by myself i got to the airport by myself um I mean, my dad bought my train ticket, but like, I got to those places by myself and I navigated around Paris to the hotel by myself. And I was just like so thankful for that experience. Um, then there were other kind of things that I was thankful for this year. So like new relationships that I've built with people. I've made so many new friendships, relationships this year that I'm eternally grateful for. Um, but things like that. I think gratitude is something that is important uh, on a day-to-day kind of uh, level but on a yearly level it just kind of helps you see that while I thought that 2018 was quite a slow year for me there were things that I still could be and was grateful for. Um, The next question was obviously what were my wins this year? This one was probably the hardest question to answer for me just because when I personally think wins I think big like life goals so for me it felt really slow because I was not on my hustle this year and that was quite a disheartening thing for me to think about but then I stopped thinking about wins as Olympic style wins and thought about the little day-to-day wins that I could see for myself so a win a big big win for me this year that I completely overlooked was that I've self-published a book I self-published my poetry book called uh, your body is a battleground and I made actual money from that book like which was such a surreal thing to think about for me um I still it's still up on Etsy if you want to buy it and have a look at it because that is the biggest win that I can think of this year like I am a freaking author like what (laughs) but even when I took myself away from those wins um I made it through my first year of university um I finished my first year of university in June I'm into my second year and that is a win for me um I managed to make it through the year like that's another win for me like There are little small victories that you have every single day that you've just got to learn to acknowledge and learn to realise those things are happening and they are real and they are wonderful things. The next and last lesson. (laughs) The next and last question is um, what were your lessons learned? And for me every year I still do, I have done this. This is the one thing that I can say, yes, I do that and every single year I make a list of lessons that I have learnt in accordance with how many um, days of the year there, how many, um, not days of the year, of how many years it was. So like in 2017 I made a list of 17 lessons, 2018 I made a list of 18 lessons. I'm trying to get that as a video out so hopefully I do get that out and if I don't get that out I will put them as a list on my Twitter as like a thread so you might want to go follow me on there too. Um, But basically making a list of lessons that you've learned is really good because it's a moment of reflection and it's not even like looking at things in that kind of like a negative perspective because sometimes I think like you might sit back and think of I messed up there, I messed up there, I messed up there. But instead of looking at it that way, think of it as what did that situation teach you? And what have you gained from this situation? What have you gained from this heartbreak? What have you gained from all these different experiences in life that you are having to experience? And I think that's just, that's just such a good way to look at it. So, 
now that I'd kind of done my mental reset, it was time to take on the physical reset for me. Um, and I feel like I had the capacity to do this now that I'd done a mental reset. If that's not you, you can do this in really any order that you think is best for you. This was just kind of like the order that was best for me and the way that I function and the way that I work. For me, the physical reset is all about the space around you and the space around you is a big, big, big factor in how your life is going, I think. For me, when I find myself in quite like bad mental health states, I find that the physical space around me reflects that and I just get messier, I don't, I don't clean as much, I don't do things as well and I think that's just a really bad way to set yourself up for starting the year. So a physical reset so important um to me the biggest bit of a physical reset like a yearly physical reset is the declutter I kind of build up a lot of crap over the year I do some shopping I try new trends trends fade out and I always find that at the end of the year I've accumulated all this stuff that I don't necessarily need so I do a declutter and for my declutter I use the Komari Spark Joy method um I can't remember what her name is, but she wrote the life-changing art of um, tidying up, or the life-changing magic of tidying up, and also the Spark Joy book. Um, I think her name is like Marie Conrad or something like that. Um, but if you Google those books, I'm sure you'll find them. And basically, the way she does it in the midst of how to fold and how to organise things is that you've got to ask yourself, does this item spark joy for me? So I do this with my clothes, I do this with my shoes, makeup, everything. I sit in all my crap and I go through it one by one and I ask myself, does this spark joy in my life? If the answer is yes, I will keep it. If the answer is no, I get rid of it, I throw it away because there's no reason keeping clutter in your life that doesn't um, encourage you and motivate you to be better. And you might be thinking, how does a pair of shoes encourage and motivate you to be better? For me, it does. If I have the right pair of shoes on, I feel like I can take on the world. Thank you, Coco Chanel, for that quote. But basically, a declutter is so important. And you don't have to do everything. Um, I'm not asking you to tip your house from um, top to bottom, but the essential spaces. So for me, I've already mentioned um, my clothes. That's an essential space for me to declutter. Uh, my makeup is an essential space for me to declutter. My tea collection, essential space for me to declutter. I like to try a lot of teas throughout the year and I never really get rid of them, uh, but I never really like all of them, so I get rid of them. I'm like, okay, so chamomile and honey was not for me, goodbye. Um, and stuff like that. Just decluttering your space can kind of give you room to think just because you're not constantly focused on the stuff around you. Not that I'm a minimalist by any um, respect. It's just food for thought, isn't it? And then the second step to my physical space reset is the clean. And I mean the clean. I mean clean everywhere. You know those like places that uh, when you're just kind of cleaning in day to day, you don't think to clean like behind your bed or um, behind my shoe rack, places like that. I never really think to clean them on like a day-to-day -day basis. But when I do my big reset, I'm like, okay, it's time to get into the absolute nooks and crannies so that we can start off the year and reset sparkling clean. And that is, I don't know if that's just me, but when things are clean, I'm just a little bit more encouraged to keep them a little bit more clean. So if you start the year off clean, 
will hope that you progress the year clean, but you know, maybe exam season's gonna hit me and everything's just gonna fall back apart. So who even knows anymore at this rate? And once you've done your physical reset, it's time for the digital reset. And I feel like for everybody besides me, this is kind of like the easier one. But I have about 10,000 unread emails. Um, I'm really bad at the whole email front. It's terrible. Um, and that's just in my inbox. That's not even like uh, accounting for the social and promotions tab on Gmail. Like, I'm just terrible when it comes to emails. My... Um, kind of business if we can call it a business my more professional email is kind of kept a bit tidier but still the digital reset is a big one for me so I go through and clear off as many emails as possible for me um I will never get an empty inbox and that's kind of just a thing that I've accepted about my life as I will never have zero but I kind of um, I try to get it as far down as possible I try not to waste too much time on it but I try to get as much sorted through my uh, through my e- emails as much as possible. I like to scan everything that I kind of need in and kind of put it into my Google Drive. I like to cleanse out my Google Drive, siphon through things that I don't need anymore. I keep a lot of pictures on my Google Drive and I keep a lot of like documents or like um, old things that I may not need anymore. I kind of get rid of those things from my Google Drive to create more space because I don't want to have to pay for extra Google Drive storage. I know, I'm terrible, but that's just kind of the things I do. Um, and then I go through all my apps. What apps am I not using that are really kind of just cluttering up my space? I go through my storage um, on like my iPhone and I'm like, okay, where can I take things away? Uh, my photo, my camera roll, that is a big place I like to declutter. I like to back things up on my hard drives, organize my hard drives. Basically, my digital reset is so important for me just because my digital space is where I do a lot of my work. Um, I'm quite paperless, um, but also quite disorganised with my digital space. So just doing that reset is really important. Um, I move uni files across to my hard drive when I no longer need them on my laptop. I still had first year files on my laptop and I am firmly into second year so really that just needed to be done and once that was done I felt so refreshed like I was like okay I've accomplished a big thing my reset is completely done time to take on the restart. So once I've completed the reset um, I've thanked 2018 for all that it's done in my life for all the lessons that it's taught me and everything like that and I've given myself breathing room I've decluttered my physical spaces and my digital spaces it's time for me to restart the year and I think analyzing the past year makes the new year intentional which is why I do it in this order of like reset and restart and the start of my restart kind of saga is a gist day is a get your shit together day i love gist days i have at least one every month but i get your shit together day i think of a brain dump of everything um that i need to do for my restart and how i'm going to be intentional about my restarts so I get my shit together day is one is one where I've already thought about the things that I want to restart and I think of actionable ways to do that in. So this is going to start, I feel like this sounds so weird currently, but once I get into the restart ideas, you'll get what my gist day was for. So like I said, 
get restarting a year is so important and for me the first step to restarting a year is creating a mantra this can be a mission statement a set of values a few words to shape the new year it might even be a single word that sort of summarizes um what would have been your new year's resolution um and as you progress through this year you should remember this mantra and make it a way of life instead of a rule there will be times when you act against your mantra but i believe that if you focus on it so much your behavior is bound to change and for me setting a mantra was an easy one kind of um my new year's mantra is growth and um I feel like there are kind of like subsections to that kind of mantra but the big one for me is growth. Growth in my financial situation, growth in my relationships, growth in my education, just growth. Um, I want to hustle, hustle, hustle this year and I'm hoping that that hustle will bring me growth. So that is my mantra for this year, growing, exploring, Dora the Explorer, call me. But yeah, so now that I've got this mantra, um, it's very important for me to kind of have that kind of running through my entire restart for me. Um, And for me, my restart is going to be kind of different ways on how I'm going to grow different aspects of my life that I want to grow in. And yeah, so now that I've created this kind of mantra, the next thing for me is to set set different intentions. I've already said that the new year, new me has been one that's never quite worked. And I think a big factor of this not working is the fact that I was always creating resolutions. Um, resolutions and intentions is, are, and resolutions and intentions are different. Uh, intentions kind of focus on the process while, re- while resolutions tend to focus on the outcome. Um, so I do set resolutions. That's like, so my, re- so like I do set res- resolutions, but I set, intentions on how I'm going to reach that resolution which I think is really important I've been kind of implementing that towards the back end of the year and it's kind of really been working for me so the way this works is um I have a list of resolutions of outcomes that I want to have so outcomes are I want to um exercise more I want to um have better skin uh, I want to be better at my education um how am I going to get there are the intentions so for exercising more um I've purchased grace grace fits home workout guide and uh the intention is that I'm going to follow that guide um with the recommended times that you work out and how to work out and everything like that to get to my process to get to my resolution of working out more like I've given myself um a process on how I'm going to reach that resolution which is good which I hope is going to work for me um for having a good skincare routine um I'm currently reading the skincare bible researching um different uh ways that your skin works and different products that will help it um and that is my intention on how to get good skin intentions are so much more important than resolutions because it's all well and good saying that you'll have this outcome that you want to reach but how are you going to actually get to this outcome how are you going to better yourself to get to this resolution that you've created and I think that is the important part of resolutions that we all miss out a little bit on so that is food for thought as you are creating your new year's resolutions is okay you've got these resolutions now let's create an intentions list how do you intend on getting to these resolutions
I know, I just think that it seems a little less daunting if you know that you're not working towards this big scary outcome, but like you're working on your intentions a little bit every single day to get you to this um, place that you want to be at. I don't know. If that's helped you, it helps me a little bit. Um, Kind of on the back of intentions, I also made a continue start stop list and this continue start stop helped me shape my new year's resolutions um a continue start stop list is things that you are doing currently that you want to continue things that you want to start and things that you want to stop so for me um my continue start stop list looks a little bit like three columns and in my continue column I've kind of been like I want to continue my self-care days so I try to have a self-care day once every week or every fortnight um where I kind of have a day where um I do good self-care and if you want a podcast episode on like good self-care and proper self-care um tell me email me um you can email me actually at creatingblisspodcast at gmail.com if you have any um thoughts and ideas that you might want me to touch on and talk about um and tell me things like that but things I want to continue are my self-care days just because I think they're really good for my mental health and they've been just really nice in grounding me a little bit um I want to continue my intuitive eating um I have been trying to um make my relationship with food a lot better than what it was before and a big part of this for me has been intuitive eating so I'm not a person that's counting calories or macros or like journaling everything they want to eat when I feel hungry I eat but um I try to eat intuitively so if I'm feeling hungry um or if I'm feeling like I need a sugar boost um eating intuitively is more about like I might have some goji berries instead which are super high in sugar anyway they're quite a sweet food instead of having um a chocolate bar that is kind of intuitive eating and I've been doing a lot of that this year so I want to continue that my start list has things like um I want to start working out more as I've already said I just feel a bit sluggish these days and I feel like if I start working out a little bit more it will help me feel less sluggish um I also want to start gratitude journaling um I bullet journal and I kind of want to create a space in my bullet journal where I can um, do some gratitude journaling just because I think it would really ground me and it would really remind me of things to be thankful for when I'm having um, bad days. So I want to start that. Um, then there's a stop list and this is kind of where you talk about negative habits that you have that you maybe want to stop in the new year or whenever you're doing kind of this restart list. And um, so I want to let produce less waste um I have kind of got better this year at producing less waste um like I'm really now I'm now really good at taking like reusable shopping bags to the shop um really like good at not using plastic straws anymore but I want to stop I want to stop creating waste basically um so I'm not going to start living a zero waste life just because I don't think that's very feasible for me but I do want to um stop creating as much waste um I really want to stop shopping as much um I'm a big consumer of fashion trends um I'm I will be the first person to say that and I really want to stop doing that as much just because it's really not good for my bank account but it's also really not good just because um, a lot of it is fast fashion and I really want to get out of the habit of fast fashion. Um, I also want to stop doubting myself as much. Uh, 
call me doubting thomas because your girl doubts herself quite a lot and i really want to get out of that habit like if i think that if i have a sense or an inkling about something i want to be able to go with that sense rather than umming and ahhing myself and second guessing myself this uh continue um start stop list has been so like it's been so good for kind of me um reflecting on positive habits that i have positive habits that i want to start and negative habits that i want to stop and i feel like once you create a stop start list and you make intentions um instead of resolutions it's actually going to um create situations and environments in your life where you are able to actually foster growth and foster good um habits in your life the next thing um that i kind of want to get into a lot with my restart is to create monthly goals so resolutions and intentions are big overall goals that we all have um and those are obviously always great who doesn't like who doesn't love having goals to reach and i feel like a big hurdle and a big falling point for me has always been that my goals have always been quite big but i really want to get into the chunking method you know in school when you have like big division things to do you chunk them down into small chunks i want to get into that with my goals and i want to start setting monthly goals and even in my monthly goals i want to start setting weekly goals and i might start setting daily goals just because i think that progress for me would happen um a lot better and a lot more fluidly if i had monthly goals um so i want to like obviously i've got my several huge goals for the entirety of the year but i want to make a goal that i work to every month um and i hope that this will make my goals more focused um because they're smaller and easier to keep track of um and while i'm creating these goals i want to pick measurable goals instead of quite abstract ones so instead of saying that i want to get kind of like proper sleep this month i want to identify how much sleep i need per night is it six hours is it eight hours um i want to have quite measurable goals so a big goal for me this year is to save money because i really want to go traveling um during june and september so i can work july and august because my job um, means that i work july and august but i really want to go traveling in june and i really want to go traveling in september so I have a job that I'm working um, during the term this semester and I also have money that I kind of have but I want to be able to be like okay so this is the goal is to save money but monthly I'm looking at my own expenses and outgoings kind of think okay this is how much money I can save this month and this is how much money I can save this month and I want to be able to quantify that much money I'm saving just so that for me it's easier um, and it's a lot more productive obviously not everyone's goal is to save money but like i said creating monthly goals for me so if even so if the yearly goal that i had to save was a hundred pounds okay i might think january i'm going to save 10 pounds february i'm going to save eight pounds monthly goals i think will just be so much easier in breaking down big goals just and make them seem more achievable and more doable because there's no point setting these big massive goals that you don't think that you can do because that's just that's going to be so disheartening and this year we are not getting disheartened we are not about that this year absolutely not <laughs> the next thing i think is so important in a restart is tracking your time 
the first step to being a more productive person is seeing how you're actually using your time. Once you know how long it takes you to do certain things, you'll be able to schedule your time more effectively. You also need to know what activities to avoid if you need to make time to do your work. And aside from that, tracking your time can help you keep a track of the habits you want to form um, in the new year and as the year goes on. So for me, tracking my time is going to be a very important one this year, just because I have a lot of time that I sometimes can't account for. What do I spend that time doing? Um, And I kind of want to um, get into the habit of waking up earlier. I'm going to bed a little bit earlier. Um, I'm kind of like a a midday person. Um, That's when I'm the most productive. So I want to be able to like start my day a little bit earlier so that I can be really productive in that middle of the day and then have my evenings off just because I think that's how I function best as a person. So I really want to track my time. Um, I also really want to track where that missing time goes that I literally can't account for. And I want to be able to kind of condense that time a little bit. So I know that that time goes a lot on like maybe checking emails and um, social media and stuff like that. So um, a big thing for me this year is going to be kind of like, okay, so if I'm checking my emails six times a day for five minutes, why don't I schedule in times when I can check my emails for 15 minutes um, at the end of the day, so at like 6pm when my work day ends, I will check my emails um, for maybe like 10 minutes and then in the morning check my emails for 5 minutes just so that I'm checking them at the start of the day and at the end of the day instead of just constantly checking them for like 5 minutes 6 times a day because that's 30 minutes of your day gone whereas you could split the task down um, and track your time and do things like that. Basically it's all about me kind of managing um, where my time goes and how I'm going to be able to use that effectively and then my last tip for a restart is one that might seem a little bit odd but let's identify your people oftentimes our new year's resolutions either focus on ourselves or include something about our family or friends but who exactly are those people who do we want to commit our time to you should identify these people who you want to spend time with um, in the new year so that you can surround yourself with people who lift you up and support you in what you want to do. This list of people should include the people who bring out the best in you and leave you in a good mood. Um, you can kind of do this in a 2020 fashion, which is what Michelle B does, um, in which you identify um things that made you happy, people that made you happy, things that you enjoyed doing and people that you enjoyed doing them with. And then in another list, you should identify um, things that didn't make you happy, um, people that didn't make you happy. That way you're able to kind of see um, which people will help you reach your goals and which people won't help you reach your goals. So I have this great, amazing support system of online friends and we have kind of like a Facebook chat and I'll bring those people into 2019 with me because those are people that motivate me to be better people who will listen to my creative endeavors people who will be there to support me when I think I'm doing something that I don't want to particularly be doing and those people are so helpful in my life and I honestly could not imagine um, new creative ventures without them but I know that there are also other people that don't support me um, in my creative ventures and don't uh, motivate me to be better and I can do my year without those people because if 28 if 2019 is going to be about me and my hustle and my grind and my own growth and those people are motivating me and encouraging me to grow then they can be left in the past and they can be left in 2018 and cutting off people in your life is sometimes the most difficult thing to do but I guarantee you that you will appreciate yourself so much more if you are able to grow 
and not have people holding you back. So yeah, that is my reset and my restart routine for the new year. I am hoping that you guys are um, taking on this advice and make helping yourself make actionable changes in your life. That's my that's kind of a big thing for me. Actionable growth. I want my changes in my life to be making um, that I can make them actionably. I want to be able to see myself grow and see myself progress so that in 12 months when I'm sitting here in this position to do my reset and my restart, I can look at 2019 and think, okay, this bitch did this, she did that. Oh girl, you did that. That is the energy that I want us to have at the end of 2019 is the energy of you did that. You want to be able to be like, I made these positive changes in my life and I made these actionable changes in my life that have brought me to this wonderful position that we are in now. So I really hope that you guys have enjoyed these ways to create bliss in your life and I really hope that they are helpful to somebody, somebody out there and somebody's kind of thinking, wow, 2019 is going to be my year. Anyway, so... If you want a little bit more of me, you can go over to my Twitter. Um, I also have Instagram. Um, If you want more of my actual face and to see what I look like, you can go watch my channel um, and kind of consume the content I have there. I'm determined to get my 2018 lessons video out. So hopefully that's kind of out in the first week of January, maybe second week of January. I'm an inconsistent bitch, so who knows when that will be out. But until then, I really hope that you guys like this podcast. Don't forget to follow it so you guys are always up to date as to when I'm going to be creating podcast content. I've not quite thought of a good schedule yet just because I'm not back at uni yet and being back at uni is the most important factor in my schedule but I really want to get onto making these uh, podcasts either weekly or fortnightly so just kind of follow to see when they come up and I'm hoping to have a more regular schedule so I can have a cool outro like see you da 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 but until then don't forget to constantly be asking yourself what are you doing to create bliss in your life and I will speak to you guys very very soon bye